and welcome to Fed Talks. I'm your host, EJ. Happy New Year. First episode of the new year. I'm sorry it's not as uh, exciting as the final episode of the old year, which had, uh, you know, the best TV shows of the year and, and fun talk with a guest. You're stuck with just me. Uh, I am going to get back to the uh, short-lived TV shows and the people who love them episodes uh, for my own sanity. I think I'll be doing one of those a month. Uh, otherwise, my TV time is almost entirely given over to uh, re-watching or watching things just for those episodes, and that is no way to live. Um, if I can, if I can bank some when I'm less busy, maybe they will come out more more frequently. But uh, that's what I'm going to do for now because I, I still need this to be enjoyable, given that it generates no income whatsoever. Uh, so I need to be having a good time. And if all of the shows I watch are canceled shows from 2011, uh, it's going to get to be a little bit of a bummer. Uh, but this is just going to be a catch-up episode. Uh, it's, it's the new year, so uh, let's get in. I, I have I have some New Year's resolutions. Uh, let's just let's just get to that first. Uh, uh, I'm going to renew last year's resolution, which was to get hot. Uh, I dropped the ball; it didn't happen. Uh, I feel like I got closer. Like, it hasn't just been a fool's errand. I think I can get there given another year. So we're going to keep working on that. Um, I'm going to kind of refocus on on exercise and sort of the weight loss. I'm going to stick with that. Uh, I got to 80, close to 85 pounds last year. Uh, once I realized I could do it, I was shooting for 100, but the last month and a half I've been kind of in maintenance mode uh, partly due to uh, just being sad and maybe eating too much and also it's been very hard to get my nice long walks in uh, when there is you know seven inches of snow on the ground or it's four degrees so I've had to adjust it's been a little more difficult but I will I'm, I'm gonna gonna focus up again um also i think i need to actually learn things because i've been sort of of going by you know just straight up numbers and stuff but in terms of exercise i probably need somebody who knows things to talk to me because uh here's the thing i lost a lot of weight and right now my my bottom half is tremendous i have i have i have my legs i've lost so much leg <laughs> leg fat I guess that's a thing and I have like defined muscles from all this walking like you know what? I'll say it. I'm not one to toot my own horn but I, I have gams if I walked into a private detective's office in a noir story he would narrate something about those legs going all the way up uh, however the the upper half of my body is just absolute trash and I don't know what to do about it I am doing weight stuff it is not um, I have visible biceps for the first time in my life, but I'm, I, I don't know. I still, I, 
no matter how much weight I lose, I still have fat guy torso, and I don't know. I need to talk to somebody about what exercises I should be doing. If you're a listener and you know things about how to how to look less bad, please let me know. Uh, FedTalks at Yahoo.com. I'll give that email address at the end, but you got to help me out. I'm I'm working so hard over here and uh, just have the just just absolute garbage torso. Uh, that might even be bang, that might be what people call me behind my back for all I know. Um, I'm also going to and I'm not quantifying this because that seems like the way to failure. Uh, I am going to read more this year, like book books. I got real bad at that over the last couple years. Uh, I, I sort of fell out of it in in like 2019. I was having my eyes got drastically worse real fast. And they've they've normalized since. I mean, not normalized. My vision is bad, uh, but my old prescription just suddenly was not working. And then I got new glasses, and they once again. Uh, I had to get a new prescription twice in that year, uh, which I think turned out to be because. Uh, I had gone so long without new glasses and my, my old, old eyes had gotten so much worse that like they overcorrected uh, because I have not had a change in three and a, in three and a half years now. In fact, I had to get my eyes tested early last year because I needed new glasses simply because the old ones broke and there was no change. So I'm, I, they're stable now, but three years, four years ago now, well, it's the third day of 2023. Let's not get grandiose here, Fetus. Uh, let's say three and a half years. Uh, uh, yeah, I had to get new prescriptions twice in one year and zero times since then. So uh, my point is, I really... Reading was incredibly difficult for me for a while, and I sort of just fell out of it. And with all the other ways I take in uh, entertainment and, and culture... Uh, that kind of got backburnered. So I'm gonna I'm gonna do some reading. I'm starting with Bob Odenkirk's book uh, as recommended last week by Haley. Um, I realize I should be reading like novels as opposed to celebrity biographies, but Bob Odenkirk's a great guy who's funny. So um, you know that's a good place to start, right? If you have book recommendations, uh, email. I'll we'll do this at the end of the show. I'll tell you where to get in touch with me, but let me know what books are good. Um, I got a list of some that I should be reading, so I'm going to try to, but it's going to be like, like weight loss was for me last year where I'm not going to quantify it. I'm just going to try to do better because if you put a number on it, you don't hit that number. It feels like a failure, but if I just try to do better, sky's the limit, baby. Um, is it possible that's my only resolution? I did achieve my my other resolution from last year, not the one about getting hot. I failed. Um, I I very specifically have have a former friend who uh, does not like me now. Uh, not a person I have ever mentioned. So if you are listening to this and you think I'm 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 talking about you, I assure you that I am not. Uh, this is the person who stopped being friends with me because I said sometimes uh, uh, Democrats do a bad job. Um, 
and I was told we couldn't be friends anymore unless I agreed to never say anything, any bad things about any Democrats ever again. And uh, obviously that's insane. Uh, the point is, like, that person was mean to me, and I would still check up on their Twitter just to see what was going on. And, like, just pure self-defeating. There was no point to doing that, and it made me miserable all the time. And I did, I stopped. I managed to stop. Um, I don't check on the social media of any people who don't like me. Unless there are people who I think like me and actually don't. And then that's just misinformation. It's not me actively making myself miserable. Uh, if I think you like me and you don't, uh, again, I'll give all my contacts at the end of the show. Uh, so I guess let me know. You probably know if you th if I think if I think you like me. Um, but be pretty sure. Like, don't assume. Like, uh, if I've never expressed an opinion on you or we don't even necessarily know each other, you don't need to tell me that you don't like me. Uh, we'll get to this at the end. Look, it's I'm already putting a lot of action items into this show. Uh, the other thing I am, and it's not really a resolution, it's a project I've given myself. And there's an online component, and I keep thinking I will one day find a thing I can do online that people will enjoy and support. And so far, uh, 15 years of trying now, I have failed consistently. Um, but I have decided I'm going to I'm going to read all of Daredevil. I'm going to read one issue a day, and it'll actually take me about just shy of two years, I think, to get caught up. But uh, uh, by the end of the first year, I should be at the near the end of the first volume before they relaunched it for the first time. Um, and the reasons I'm doing this are why Daredevil? Why would you decide to do this? Here's the thing is, I like Daredevil. Um, I, was, I was talking to my friend Billy's kid about what, how much I like Daredevil on Christmas, and then I got thinking, hey, I should just go back. <laughs> It'd be fun to read Daredevil. Because uh, there's like there's these, these sort of classic Daredevil runs early on, but I don't know much, like I have big gaps in my in my my knowledge, like a lot of old Marvel stuff. Like I've read all the '60s Spider-Man and Fantastic Four, and you know most of the Thors from that time, and Doctor Strange. Um, I have never read a Silver Age Daredevil. I, it is possible the only pre I was going to say pre Frank Miller, but I think Frank Miller drew this one and didn't write it. I had one issue of Daredevil that was at my grandparents' house when I was a kid uh, where he fights the Deathstalker. Um, and I might have that name wrong. We'll find out in about four months, five months. Uh, and that, you know, that's that was like issue 170-something. That that's the first Daredevil. I'm completely, it's a big blind spot. And then most of the 80s are also a blind spot because... Uh, that was just, you know, when I was a kid, it was whatever my mom picked up at the grocery store. And I think Daredevil always looked maybe too violent. Like, you'd see real guns on the cover as opposed to somebody shooting fire blasts from their hands. Um, 
so I think that was maybe a no-go in terms of mom approval um, so there you know there's these big gaps and I know there were some interesting things going on in the 80s uh, Anne Nascenti wrote for about five years and she was one of the few women working in in, in mainstream comics and I know she's since then I've learned what a kind of an activist she she is and was uh, and now I'm kind of kind of eager to go back and see what was what she was doing with Daredevil and the thing is I've also uh, read Daredevil pretty consistently since like 1998 there's a few years in there that I missed but um, he's probably the uh, the Marvel book that I have read the most uh, possibly over the course of my life because you know Spider-Man and the Thing are my favorites I haven't read Spider-Man in forever and I don't think I've read a Fantastic Four since 2003 um, and just, just historically Daredevil is a weird one in that almost every successful Marvel character from that time did not just start out in their own book um you know Captain America and and Doctor Strange and Thor and Nick Fury and all these guys started in you know Nick Fury had a war book set in the 40s but uh modern day spy Nick Fury they were they all like shared book they were all a feature in a book with two lead stories you know you'd pick up uh, Tales of Suspense it would have a Captain America story and an Iron Man story you know the only characters who went straight into their own books immediately the first time you saw them were uh, I mean the Fantastic Four and X-Men uh, and X-Men was eventually cancelled before it became the biggest thing and uh, Hulk started out in his own book it got cancelled after six, six issues and he had to share a book with somebody until he got his own series back uh, Spider-Man premiered in another book and then immediately went to his own series but Daredevil was the first time you know there was a solo character who immediately his first appearance was in his first issue of his series and then it kept going and it's been published consistently since 1964 um, and you know and there's a lot of uh uh, characters from that era who went long stretches without having their own books even the, the Fantastic Four and it took Doctor Strange forever to get his own series He's just, it's just an interesting thing that he's one of the longest running consistently published series and I know nothing about the old days and uh, I'm three issues in and so far they are not good um, you know even by by like a lot of 60s Marvel is is uh, there's a lot of it that's clumsy but charming and some of it's legitimately amazing and this is just sort of it's nobody's top priority like the the first issue is 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 boring his origin ends up taking up like 12 pages out of 22 and the villain is a guy who who fixes boxing matches and he's old and out of shape and he gets so scared when Daredevil starts chasing him that he has a heart attack and dies uh, and then in the second issue he fights a Spider-Man villain who is trying to attack the Fantastic Four uh, so Daredevil feels really incidental to it um, also that story is real sloppy 
there's this all this stuff set up in the first half of the issue that is not acted on or paid off and it feels like two different people wrote it and switched off pages or something and uh, I just read the third issue today and he finally gets a villain of his own called the owl who is an evil financial wizard yes he's an evil businessman who can glide um, it's like he is and the owl eventually becomes kind of an actual villain but it takes we'll see how long it takes uh, my guess is at least 10 years uh, it feels like he's a practice run for the kingpin and then they after the owl they decided what if we did this but good um, so it's it's very weird like I am not enjoying these early issues at all uh, uh, the first one has crazy ass art by Bill Everett who created the Submariner and it's very caricature-y and then by the second issue it switched to Joe Orlando who I think of as a DC guy so I was surprised uh, and it's much better art but it doesn't like it seems like he does not want to be drawing superheroes everybody wearing a normal suit looks amazing and it's these really really detailed faces and then the superhero costumes all sort of look like like potato sacks like he'd rather be drawing the stories of Matt Murdock lawyer uh, and not have him put on his daredevil costume also in the third issue there's a really it takes several pages for him to decide he should have a backpack and then make a backpack and then tell us how good his backpack is it is it's it's weird I'm waiting for it to get good um but these are the ones when he has his dumb yellow costume. Maybe when he gets his cool red costume in a few issues, things will pick up. We'll see. But that's my that's my project. I'm not going to talk about it in detail here every week. But I will post each issue on Instagram. And uh, I think I will do a monthly write-up at the APIVE of what I've learned from a month of Daredevil. Um, as long as I'm talking about it, uh, the APIVE did a lot of posts in this last week. I... Did a three-parter on the 25 best TV shows of 2022, um, which includes some shows that were not mentioned on the episode last week because, honestly, we sort of kept it to things that either both of us had watched or that Haley was recommending to me because uh, any shows that she didn't care for or didn't watch and probably wouldn't enjoy, I can talk about them on my own, right? no need to bring another person into this to go hey this is not up your alley at all but man did I like Peacemaker because that's what I do on this show most weeks but uh, we did have a huge amount of crossover and probably about half of the shows on there were things we explicitly talked about but check those out I think I it's weird because I have not done much writing lately and uh, it took a while to get back into the feel of it uh, I was struggling and then I also posted a, a thing on the 23 things I'm looking forward to in 2023 uh, in movies and TV and podcasts and video games and, and and comedy comics. I mean, it's probably stuff in comedy. I don't really know who I'm going to be seeing live this year, so I, I have no business speculating wildly. <laughs> Maybe Nikki Glaser will come back to Grand Rapids again. Sure. Uh, so check all that out. Um, oh, I forgot my other resolution is I'm going to finish writing the uh, A Town Called Science and hopefully and start recording. 
Um, I've really been struggling with the last, the last bits, and it's time for me to get over my worries and just do it so we can make this happen. Uh, Sam did a... We're going to have fake ads in the show. Um, some of them are for things that you that would exist in the world of the show, and some, I guess, would be fake sponsors uh, of the podcast, which is maybe getting a little meta, but I think that that last one would be a fun way to do other uh, other pilots that I've wrote uh, that I've wrote. <laughs> Man, I'm good at this that I've written and uh, uh, do like a 60 second here's what this thing is uh, sort of like an old X-Files radio ad where they try to get across an episode with about four lines of dialogue and some narration uh, and I think that would be fun uh, but anyway Sam did one of his he created this whole thing for a, a TV show that exists in that world and then I uh, incorporated mentions of it into the scripts and he re he and uh uh, Emma, who will be the lead vo voice, actually, uh, recorded a an ad for an episode of this show that they made up, and it is it is so funny and sounds like uh, like a syndicated ad from the eighties. Um, it, it sounds terrific, and people are already already putting effort into this thing, you know, and and they also wrote the theme song and Summer did the art for it and. Uh, you know, people have done so much work. I really want to finish this and make it happen. And it's time for me to get over being nervous about writing or about telling this story. Um, so, yeah, read more and write more is basically my my read, write, and exercise. That's what I'm, that's what I'm doing this year. That's my new thing. Um, hey, quick TV recommendation. Uh first new show of the year as far as I can tell Paul T. Goldman on Peacock um, it is a okay so look for background it is it is directed and and created by Jason Wolner uh, Jason Wolner is a writer director um, he is he's done a, he's done a lot of stuff he was one of the key creative forces on Eagleheart, the, the Adult Swim Chris Elliott show, which I dearly love. Um, he, just about every good sitcom over the last few years, he has directed uh, at least a few episodes. He was one of the main guys early on on uh, Last Man on Earth. Uh, he's done a, and he did a bunch of Parks and Rec. I'm pulling up his uh, IMDb so I can oh the, I guess the 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 he, he did the Borat sequel he directed that um, oh he's directed yeah he's directed a lot of Nathan for you and a couple episodes of what we do in the shadows and uh, um, oh the the Mr. Show revival all the Brett Gelman specials um, some stand-up comedy stuff um, Oh yeah, I worked on TV Funhouse and John Benjamin has a van. So it's so much stuff. Like he he he's he's a he's a really like this creative force. He's great. Yeah, just for context, 
I wrote a thing about Eagleheart for the old Spunky Bean site years ago, and he saw it and wrote to me on Facebook to thank me for for what I wrote, and it was it was so nice. And uh, then he agreed to to do an interview with me, which was crazy. And I got to interview him about Eagleheart, and it was one of the coolest things that's happened to me on the internet or in life. Uh, and he is a he is a nice man, and he has checked in with me a couple of times since then, um, including he did forward an, uh, another Eagle. I wrote a lot about Eagleheart because I was absolutely fascinated with that show. And uh, I think it's all on HBO Max for the time being. Who knows? With them having deleted half of the Looney Tunes cartoons, who knows what'll stay, but uh, that's worth checking out. And I, I remember writing something about... Uh, uh, how good Maria Thayer was on that show. She's that. She's on Strangers with Candy. She's the red-haired red -haired lady who's been on every TV show. Um, uh, including uh, she she's uh, 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 Michael Bluth's wife on Arrested Development when they finally showed her in the Netflix series. Uh, she's great and. Uh, uh, also one of my, my formative celebrity crushes and I just wrote about how good a job how good she was on that show in a weird role and he passed that on to her and told me he did and then she tweeted about it and uh, that was a very exciting moment of validation and I'm pretty sure uh, uh, I don't know I'd, I'd like to think she still thinks of me sometimes Uh Anyway, Jason Wilner's great. So he is doing this show, uh, Paul T. Goldman. And the premise of the show is that Paul Goldman is playing himself. And it's a docu-series about making a movie based on his true life experience being scammed by multiple wives. Uh... And apparently it, it gets bigger and weirder. There's three episodes out now and they're, they're still coming. And, uh, but we see like scenes from the production of his story, like finished scenes from, I think they have said it's a movie or it's, it was intended to be a movie, but we also see behind the scenes stuff, uh, of the actors interacting with Paul who plays himself and also like archival stuff of actual events and talking head stuff. And there's so many layers of, uh, it, it's very Nathan for you or the rehearsal, uh, in, in a lot of ways where it is, it is unclear what level of reality this exists on. Like, I don't know for sure that any of this is a true story or that Paul T. Goldman is not an actor playing a person but I don't see any cracks in it either yet. And I'm not going to, I'm not going to learn anything about it until the series is over. I don't, if it turns out this is an actor in very deep cover, I don't want to know until the series is over. Um, but it is, you know, there, there's, you see a scene of him uh, uh, telling his, 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 Russian bride who apparently married him for a for citizenship uh, telling her that it's over and then uh, that is 
uh, and then it breaks, you know, that's a, a scene from the movie, and then it breaks away for the actual participants to talk about what the actual thing was like. And then we see uh, multiple takes of that scene and and shots with different actresses who weren't right for the role. And it's, it's very strange, and I can't imagine that this... Uh, that Jason Wolner was making a straightforward story about this guy who either can't act or is a brilliant actor at portraying somebody who can't act. Um, it's it's hard to explain it. And I'm doing a bad job of it, but it's it's so funny and it'll have your head spinning in that rehearsal way where it's not clear what of this is is real or what part of it you're supposed to buy as as reality and what I don't know it's it's kind of amazing and just um it's already getting some buzz but it's one of those things that if it were on HBO everybody would be talking about and it's on Peacock where uh I don't think like Peacock does pretty well actually but it's not the first place you think of for Oh, what's new on Peacock? And their lineup for this year is actually kind of killer. And I think, especially with HBO Max getting crummier by the day, uh, keep your eye on Peacock. But uh, right now, Paul T. Goldman, holy smokes. I am loving it. Uh, I do not have... I did not watch any movies for the holidays, partly because of holidays, partly because of... A blizzard that left it impossible for me to get home uh, at one point, you know, and it's it's just been uh, it's just been about so I, I suspended franchise movies. But uh, next weekend, it's Sam Raimi's Spider-Man 2 and I begin the Bourne series with whatever one is first. Uh, I think it's the Bourne Identity. And then you have Supremacy and Ultimatum. Uh, and I don't know what order those are in. And then there's Legacy, and then there's Jason Bourne. Um, I have not rewatched most of those. I'm looking forward to that. Um, I've also got all of the discs for the upcoming uh, franchise series where I'm going to do Alien, uh, Police Academy, and Tremors in some sort of order. Um, and then I'm thinking I might do Scream after that because I'm sort of interested in doing a horror franchise but I get scared and Scream is a little more up my alley and it's sort of a it's sort of ideal because it's one where I've seen some of the movies and I have not seen the later entries but I've, I like the ones I've seen and one of the ones I haven't seen has Alison Brie in it so um, honestly it seems like everything's going to work out and there's a new Scream coming out so maybe I can line that up who knows um, I kind of want to do the Friday the 13th series because I like uh, uh, in Voorhees we trust with Gorley and Rust so much that uh, their enthusiasm for Friday the 13th is like translated into secondhand enthusiasm for me but I might get too scared and grossed out um, also it might be hard to find those movies Look, if you have any pitches for franchises, also let me know. Um, I've ruled out things like, I don't want to do Terminator because the first two are great and then everything else is terrible. And I don't really want to do something where it's 
like it's okay if I'm going to be miserable the whole way through, like Police Academy and and I assume Police Academy and American Pie, and you eventually find some joy in it just from being mired. But you know, I know I don't like Terminator movies three through six like at all, and they would not be fun to watch again. Um, I also mostly don't like the Predator series. Um, might be worth doing, but you know, re really, other pray the the most recent one on Hulu, Prey, is really the only good one. Like you can appreciate the first one for what it is. I'm not wild about it. I kind of like the Robert Rodriguez one on the Alien Planet. Um, I don't remember any of two in the 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 Predator reboot from a couple years ago. It's straight up garbage. Um. Die Hard might be okay because I uh, I like the ones I've seen and I have not seen the later ones that are sort of known to be bad, but at least they'd be new to me. I don't know. I'm accepting franchise, uh, franchise submissions. Um, boy, this episode has just been a lot of housekeeping mostly. Uh, speaking of housekeeping... Uh, this episode is brought to you by TeasedbySummer.com. Uh, I do not have a segue for what that has to do with housekeeping, except that you would keep mugs in your home and you would clean them and put them in the cupboard, which do, which is a layer of housekeeping. Um, I don't know. That was a bad transition. Uh, but Teased by Summer is very good. Uh, it is much too cold for the t-shirts now, but I was, I was, uh, I was doing some cleaning and, uh, getting rid of clothes that are too big for me and also um, putting I'm an old man now and I, I don't wear as many like graphic tees as I used to um, which is to say I probably wear as many as I used to but I almost exclusively do the tees by summer ones now those are about the only ones that survive the culling um, I have a you know, licensed character stuff. I have a, I have some Batman and a Doom Patrol shirt that I, uh, honestly, I did not wear at all this year or last year, despite how much I love Batman and the Doom Patrol. Uh, but yeah, most of the most of the T-shirts I own now are teased by Summer, um, and I love them all very much. And that's pretty much what I wear. Uh, at Christmas. I spent Christmas with Sam and his family. And uh, Sam was wearing his Ape Hive shirt, and he got his girlfriend a Teased by Summer mug for Christmas. Um, and I don't think he even knew that was a thing until he recorded an episode with me. And uh, if you if you listen to the John from Cincinnati episode, he learns about it and sees her designs in real time and is is audibly impressed. And then he went and bought something. You will, too, if you check out TeasedbySummer.com. Um, that's it. You can check out all my, okay, let's see. What, what was the things, uh, I need you to suggest an exercise regimen to make the top half of my body better. Um, I need you to tell me about movie franchises that, uh, would be fun to watch. Um, I think there was another thing I was, oh, uh, if I think I like, if I think you like me and you actually don't, uh, this is the time to let me know. You can do all that at fedtalks at yahoo.com. Um, but honestly, if you don't have other contact information for me, then I 
I may not like you enough to worry about, or there is less possibility that I like you enough for you to have to tell me whether or not you actually like me. Um, like if you have the ability to text me, that's, that's, uh, in the realm where, uh, where you can be safely assured that I think you like me. Um, so, but you can let me know. Um, you, you can, you can probably tell. But if you have any input on any of those things, it's fedtalks at yahoo.com. Uh, I am still doing my, my bad movie reviews on TikTok at EJ Fettis. Um, I am trying to figure out, my first one got like 1,500 views, and then the last two I did have also uh, been right around 1,400, and in between it was anywhere from one to 400. And I don't know, I cannot figure out what makes some of these more popular than others. Um, I do think the most recent recent two I did that were heavily viewed were very funny. Uh, one of them was uh, my my uh, tiny directors, which I've uh, done on this show before. And then uh, in the most recent one, I reviewed two movies I actually haven't seen because I thought of a way to make a joke. Uh, but check that out. I'm actually kind of proud of those. Uh, I'm trying to... I've got a funny idea for one I'll probably do next week if it looks halfway decent. We'll see. Um, I'm on Twitter at EJ Fettis. Um, I am on Instagram at EJ underscore Fettis. And that is where you can see the Daily Daredevil, where I will post just a real short review of an issue every day. And then uh, at the end of the month or more likely the beginning of the next month, uh, check out the apive.com where I will have a write-up of what I've learned from a month of Daredevil. Um, and there on the apive, you can also see the best TV shows of the year and the things I'm looking forward to this coming year, uh, including a mini-series about the White House plumbers uh, that I listed just, honestly, just to get up to the number 23 and because I still have this fixation with Watergate from... Like, I was genuinely obsessed with it in high school, and I still know all this uh, Watergate trivia. And then I started looking at the the cast list, and it was like all, like all these people that I definitely still have opinions on. And it's like, Rich Summers playing Bud Crow? Hell yeah! <laughs> like, for somebody who was not born until Watergate was, was well and truly over, uh... It's weird that I have such strong opinions on the casting of these people who are uh, only exist as historical figures to me. But uh, anyway, I ended up discovering I'm actually probably really into that. And it's maybe one of the things I'm looking forward to most. And I just listed it as a bit initially. But uh, yeah, the APIV, I'm going to try to put more stuff there in the coming year. Um, I think that's all the places I am. Um, I started an account on Hive at EJ Fettis, uh, but I have not really been posting there because I can't figure out who to follow. Um, uh, I also can't figure out how to follow on t who to follow on TikTok. I am following one friend of mine, Joe Para and Paul F. Tompkins. And I don't think I've watched any uh, TikTok videos other than than uh, uh, than those, and I don't think. Uh, PFT has actually really posted anything so it's really just been Joe Para uh, and his tomatoes and birds 
Uh, so anyway, that's it. Uh, next week, I don't know what's going on next week. Uh, I will have some franchise reviews. Maybe I'll see a movie before then. I'll come up with something to talk about. Uh, thanks for listening. Thanks for letting me stumble my way through the beginning of the... I probably should have talked about the intensive home repair that's going on in my life right now. Uh, maybe that's what I'll talk about next week when it's over and I can stop uh, uh, worrying about it every moment of my life. Um, so anyway, that's it. I am very tired. Uh, it'll get better. Thanks for listening. TeasedbySummer.com, The Ape Hive. That's all the stuff that matters. Uh, thanks. Bye. Fed Talks is a Faux Boys production. Wee, 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 wee.